if you're just doing the shit that you love it'll like this whole vegan trap and all that stuff it just like people i always could cook and then with going vegan like people were just like oh this looks so good like i want to buy it that's really how i got started into it Hey everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here. And this week we have another special guest. Hootie hoo! Hey, it's Sunny. Hey, Bo. Welcome. It feels good to see you again. It does. After two years yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We connected when she was living in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. I was living in Puerto Rico. Now we're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm visiting. You're in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. Do you love it? I do. I love all of the black culture that Atlanta affords me to just be like, I can be bleedy black, black, black at any occasion. All day, every day. Um, even because I went to HBCU, I'm really big on supporting black-owned businesses. And there's no shortage of that here. I can always find that. Um, and not just in the common places that we think about, like hair and food. Whether it be shea butter or I need a lawyer or somebody to do my website or whatever. Like, there's no shortage of black businesses to support. So, I love that part about Atlanta. Now, that traffic. Oh, my Lord God. God. <laughs> that no. traffic, boo-boo. Yeah, see, um, I totally forgot about that. I definitely don't miss it. I won't be coming back because of it. How did you become this vegan chef, this vegan chef boy? Okay, so, uh, vegan trapping is I go in different cities and I set up the traps. So, in urban culture you have to do the quotation for uh-huh. urban culture so the trap is basically in urban culture the trap is where you sell drugs right but the trap can be anywhere it's usually out of somebody's house or an abandoned house or whatever and so that's how i came up with the name vegan trap because what i do is i go and i sell food in different cities but it's usually out of someone's house so like when i'm in miami i'm selling food out of my mom's house in tallahassee my brother's house okay. um in atlanta my house new york my cousin's house okay um dc i'm about to be in my friend's house i think it's pretty amazing because a lot of times we wait until we are in a certain point or a certain place to start things, yeah. you know? And the best blessing is to use what you have. Yeah. And you're embracing that and you're embracing a healthy lifestyle, you know, and your own black culture, right? And you're sharing it with the world in different parts of the states, you know? You were saying about this transition and like just your weight loss and your diet journey. Um, did that start in Miami before you moved to Ecuador? Yes. Okay. That start that started in Miami. Um, I had just gotten out of a really bad relationship, a really bad breakup, and I moved back in with my parents because the guy and I split, so I didn't need my own apartment anymore. And um, I was just like in a really, really dark place in my life because it was like, you know, I done graduated college. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I got accolades. I can read. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back with my parents. Like, it just didn't. You know, I'm supposed to buy my parents a house now. You know, I bought into the whole American dream. Like, I got a degree. I'm supposed to be making a lot of money and buying my mama a jag and all this stuff. And now I'm back living with my parents. All of my friends are, like, getting married and having kids. I ain't even got no boyfriend now. Like, you know, all of this stuff. And I was overweight. I was like um 286 pounds at my biggest and so i just started walking um at the park and i happened to meet uh 
I happened to meet my trainer, 100 Your Life. That's his Instagram. And uh, he was doing a vegan challenge for uh, 90 days. And so I was like, well, if he can do it for 90 days, I can do it for 30 days. Okay. I didn't want to do it by myself. So I put it on Facebook. I was like, hey, you know, can you guys do this vegan challenge with me? And a lot of people was like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Whatever. So I made a group and it just kind of became like a thing. So I did it for those 30 days. But then um, like to in the middle of the year, I go back to eating like seafood and eggs, you know, mm-hmm. and get on chicken wings yeah. and beef and pork and, you know, just be wild out. And so I would like gain more weight. I wouldn't feel as good or whatnot. Okay. And um, by the time December rolled around, you know, of course, after the holidays, you know, January, people are making like resolutions and stuff. Everybody be like, hey, are we going to do the challenge again? We're going to do the challenge again. And by that time, I would need it as much as they they did so i would be like i would be yeah. like yeah let's let's do the challenge again um and now going into 2020 it will be our sixth year doing it uh we got sponsors and stuff and it's just been great we just kept doing it every year and then last year no this year 2019 um i just decided to not go back like i just didn't want to now i'm still like 98.3 percent vegan mm-hmm. let me say that before <laughs> peter comes swoop in and you know put a lean against my house and all of that Um, I still eat certain things that don't bother me. Um, For example, like if I go to Starbucks, I'll eat the banana bread. I'm pretty sure there's eggs and milk in it, but I don't eat animals. They're my friends now. I would say, how's like when you were transitioning, how did you cope with those cravings? Because it's just like, for example, I learned like that my blood type needs me to eat a lot of meat. And I didn't know that, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really eat a lot of meat. I usually like chicken and shrimp and Mm -hmm. sometimes some beef. Um, I don't really care for pork, but I do it because it's Puerto Rico. You know, like, <laughs> like where are you going without you know, a like, just a little bit. Exactly. Not all the time, but at least a few times a year I may, right? How do you, like, I guess, encourage people mm-hmm. to deal with those cravings as they're transitioning? What do we do? Well, usually what I tell people for the most part is you don't actually miss that thing. You miss, like components of it so for example my big thing like the literal the last thing that i gave up was chicken wings right so last year actually right around this time to the date because i was in new york i was in new york shout out to my cousin tina we were drinking she had made some chicken wings and um uh, she, she just was like, oh, I'm going to lay down. Can you clean up the kitchen for me? So I was like, yeah. She's like, put the wings away. And I went in the kitchen. And it was just me and the wings, the wings and me. I was looking at them. They was looking at me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and eat. I think it was like seven wingettes. And I ate it. And I got so sick. I got like hangover sick for like 36 hours. Like my head hurt. Um, everything that I ate, I felt like I was going to throw up. My stu- You know when, you, um, when you're when you hungover or even when you're drunk and you feel like you need to throw up. But you yeah. can't. It's like the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. You can't get rid of that feeling. That's how I felt for like 36 hours. And I was like, for 15 minutes of eating chicken, no, I'm good. So like now, um, I realized I didn't miss like the chicken wings. I just miss one, the accessibility, like it's super easy. Or if you go out to happy hour with your friends, like chicken wings is just a thing. Like we can order 30 wings. Everybody can eat off of it, whatever. So when I really get those cravings, there's a company, um, called Gardein and they make these chicken tenders. Um, it's not the same thing as wings, but I will like fry them and then I'll like toss them in, um, Buffalo salt, like Frank's red hot. And then I will, um, there's a company called Daya. They make a vegan blue cheese, which is 100% spot on. Okay. And I dunk it in there and then I, I'm good. You go. know what I mean? Yeah. So getting around. But the thing is, like, I don't miss the wing. I miss, like, the camaraderie of happy hour and being able to eat wings when everybody else is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't actually, 
like miss chicken wings or the craving of that you know um and it's really about flavor like you said with um with your culture your mom and your grandmother making the stew or whatever i'm absolutely certain that that stew would be exactly as good if you just took the meat out mm-hmm. like whatever yeah, sometimes off. the meat gives us a flavor but sometimes maybe. it does but there's like imitation beef seasoning that you yeah. can use and stuff like that like um i know one of my favorite things that i like to eat uh is this haitian dish called legging okay. and it's a spinach stew and it's made with like spinach carrots um chocho and it's really really good but they put like beef in it crab stuff like that but it's a meat I don't need the meat. Like the yeah. flavor is really in the stew. The yeah. same thing um, in Senegal, they have something called chebujen, okay. and it's um it's stewed fish and rice. But in the fish stew, there's like cabbage, there's eggplants, carrots, yam. Like I can eat all of that with the rice and just be good. I don't need the fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the fall, like it does the noodles. Like they. You can have all that stuff without the meat. Yeah. You know, there's, there's substitutions. But what I like about your meals, you, you know, like, you cook everything. It's not, and mm-hmm. I think in our illusion, our minds were like, mm, vegan, like, vegetarian, like, what y'all eating? Like, cow food? You know, and that's like the ignorant, <laughs> lazy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what? But there is a lot of work and preparation, you know, into um, creating your special steak sometimes there is and i mean sometimes there isn't you know you can just and i think now is definitely uh leaps and bounds easier than it was like 20 years ago when the only option was tofu you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like now we have you know steak you got chicken tenders you got sausage really good burger substitutes ground meat like um and i do all of the holidays vegan like i just did a vegan thanksgiving here and i made a honey baked ham we have pot roast we had turkey mac and cheese greens whatever you you know normally find at black people's thanksgiving potato salad we had all of that spinach dip everything um I saw this on Twitter once. Why Why mm-hmm. do we think people, um, you know, if the point is to not eat meat or whatever, right, and be plant-based, why not call it what it is, for example, for me to be able to say, yo, um, I had some fried mushrooms today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That lets me know them saying I had a burger mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Um, why do you think we do that? Uh, I don't think that you have to. I think it's more to get people that are on the fence. And then also I think, too, like, when you so what you're actually eating is animals Mm -hmm. um and that's why like instead of saying oh i had you know ground up cow we say beef because it attaches it detaches us from the idea that something had to die for this right um and in that instance without that why can this thing still be why can't this thing still be me even though something didn't have to die you know what i mean so for me i don't I think I just do it um, because it makes people feel more comfortable. People who are on the fence or people who are like, I'm not going to go vegan because I have to give up, you know, brown stew chicken, let's just say. Well, this yeah. isn't, a chicken didn't die for this, but I can put this on your plate and it'll be basically the same thing. Like, yeah. there's no difference. You know what I mean? So, uh, I know a lot of people do that where they're like, oh, well, why can't you call it this or why can't you call it that or whatever. I, I don't know. You know, I I find it easier with people who are transitioning to just say this is this. And then if they ask me, I'll tell you, like, this is what it ma- is made up of or whatever. But, you know, at that point, it gets very nerdy and I cheated in science. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> and I used to be good in science. And I don't know what happened to me in college. Really? Yeah, I used to be really good in science and math. And then, I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think when I decided that I didn't want to be a doctor anymore, I was just mm. like, forget that. 
and I became. Did you actually want to be a doctor, or was that like your African upbringing saying you better be a doctor, or you can't be in the family no more? (laughs) Yeah, my mom was like, "You're the doctor. Your brother's an engineer. The other one's a lawyer. We don't do any of that stuff." Um, But growing up, I did want to. I wanted to be a pediatrician. I went to medical camp and everything. I was like. Like in love with it, but then I saw Cadaver. I was like, "Oh no!" Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mom. Like, I I'm sorry you had to spend so much money for <laughs> for these for these medical camps. So I went to one in Emory and one at Georgetown. Like, you know, in transitions. But anyway, yeah, I ended up in Puerto Rico, running away from life. Not running away, running to what you're actually for. Amen. Hello, hallelujah. Ah. la la la. <laughs> How do you encourage and why should more black people, especially African Americans, get on the vegan side and plant based? You know, mm-hmm. well, um, fucking obviously, like diseases, like we, you know, heart attack and high blood pressure and diabetes, and you know, I can keep naming it every mm-hmm. time I go to a place to speak, like, and I ask if you or someone you know, basically, like those little quiet ass drug questions and everybody raises their hand they know somebody that passed away from and sick cancer even you know what i mean like um we have these really high disease rates and it definitely comes from the diet like a hundred a hundred percent it comes from the diet so that's kind of what i do i make a lot of stuff for transitioning people and then i feel like i I basically trick black people for a living like once i can yeah when i get you in then i'm like oh here's vegetables you know what i mean and the funny thing to me is people are always saying and i didn't know this either before i started going vegan and researching it people are always like well what am i gonna eat there's eighty thousand edible plants and vegetables and fruits so there's a big percentage that you will not even get to try just because your climate doesn't allow for it not even that it doesn't grow like let's say you live in new york and we know mangoes won't grow there Mm -hmm. but the climate won't even sustain it it won't even sustain it to keep it fresh long enough for you to be able to buy it so there's a whole big portion there's like 40 variations of okra and 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 i know a lot of people yeah you're african you you should know this (laughs) y'all love some okra why you don't know this i don't know yeah i don't like okra Cancel the whole podcast. <laughs> Spotify, shut it down. Take it off SoundCloud. So funny, I'm such a picky African. It's like, whoo. Those are, that's an oxymoron. It Those is. Those don't even go it together. It doesn't make sense. I know. I don't know. I just. You don't like okra? Oh, we're turning this. We're about to interview like it has you. To, it, okay. <laughs> I know, right? But, like, the only time I really can eat it when it's mixed with the rice and it's, like, like uh, boiled okra, boiled spinach, blended together, mixed it with rice. And then you eat it with gravy. So make it like, like um, you should try this. It's gonna be really good. So it's we call it check rice and gravy. So that's like the only time I will really eat okra. And it's you not gotta really try, good. you gotta try my jerk glazed okra with mango. Okay, that sounds good. You see what I'm saying? That sounds good. And actually, okay. the reason why I said that is because um, I got challenged when I went vegan. Okra and Brussels sprouts were two things that I <laughs> used to hate. Like, I used to get my ass beat as a kid. Sorry, okay. Mom. <laughs> you can't get charged for a statute of limitations. is out of the way. Yeah, I know, right? But I used to get beat for this, okay? And I got challenged. They were like, well, these are two. So you have to make yourself like them. And I made my... Now, I love okay. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I'm still not a huge okra person, but I started doing okra a couple different ways and now like i actually put um okra in my dressing as a binder instead of egg okay, the so that makes part. sense 
It works very well. You know, um, if you put some jerk paste on it and broil it in the oven and then toss it with some fresh mango, it's really good as well. Um, In Miami, we used to eat this thing called mango salad. And so it's just sliced up mango with vinegar, salt, and pepper. Um, So I use the juices from the mango and sit it. I mean, the juices from the jerk to sit it, slice it with the mango. Bring the chap to Puerto Rico. I will do that. I'm coming. I don't go nowhere. I don't get invited. I guess now I'm invited. Exactly. Exactly. I gotta go. My house would be it. I mean, they don't have to come out to throw a lot. How we'll make it work. Yes, they're going to have to come. But, yeah, like, I mean, if you try, there's there's a lot of different things. A big place that I do is the Asian market. Okay. Um, so you can go to Asian market, and a lot of times I'll just go and I'll get a new spice. You know okay. what I mean? That I've never had. I'll come home with the spice, and I'll Google it. You know what I mean? And then I started buying it. Like, I just buy random stuff. I buy, like, you know, Chinese five spice. I buy... Um, like I didn't know for a long time that cumin is like the base of taco seasoning. So you can make your own taco seasoning at home. So I took cumin. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was always interested in it. I remember I must have been in college and I tried this thing called laksa and it's an Indian dish. It's a pumpkin stew and it's like, has like peanut butter and sriracha and cilantro and just a couple of things that you wouldn't even think would go together. Maybe not you because yeah. you're West African, so you guys eat a lot of peanut butter. But when I saw this recipe, I was like, "There's." No, I saw it on Food Network. I was like, there's no fucking way that this should yeah. taste good. But I got food stamps, so I'm going to try it. <laughs> and I tried it. One of the, be- I would say, I top 20 mm-hmm. best things I've eaten in my life. Because when I saw the cilantro on the dish, I had only known cilantro to be a Mexican food. So when I looked at it, I said, what these niggas over oh, here doing with it? Oh, okay. And then I was like, oh. Okay, and then I started seeing stuff like Thai food that also has cilantro, and I was like, oh, so everybody over here using cilantro? Okay, that's how y'all want to do it. But they're doing it in a very different way than what I'm used to, which is with tomatoes and like onions and stuff. They're doing it with like peanut butter and coconut milk, and I'm like, oh wow, this is yeah, this is really really good. So I think a lot of people, and I do I do know that I have that creative spirit when it comes to food, and a lot of people don't. But you can also just be adventurous. There's so many times where I go to Asian market. And, you know, in my mind, what I always tell people is at the very worst, the worst case scenario, you're going to hate it. It's going to be the worst vegetable, the worst fruit you ever tasted in your whole life is $3. You spend $3 (laughs) on anything, on anything. So Mm -hmm. if it all goes bad, it was the equivalent of you buying a bag of potato chips and a soda that you Mm -hmm. end up not liking. Like they didn't have the kind of soda you got and you got the diet version and then the same thing with chips and you didn't like both of them. It's the equivalent. So why not? You know what I mean? That makes sense. What are your top three goals for yourself in 2020? Ooh. Let me think about it. What is my top three goals for 2020? So I want to have my steak as the option at five restaurants. That's going to, I want it to be all over internationally, global, you know, but for just 2020, you understand? Mm-hmm. For the 365 days we got in 2020, or maybe 366, maybe it's a leap year. I don't know. I would like to have my steak as the preferred uh, vegan meat option okay. in five restaurants here in Atlanta. That's goal number one. Um, goal number two, I'm going to host. I'm going to host my very first vegan event okay. here. It's going to be a pop-up brunch. Awesome. So that is on my goal list. So I'm going to say that I would like to have three of those okay. this year in three different cities. And the last goal is that, hmm, hemi hemi ha. Oh, I'm going to come out with another cookbook. 
Word. Word. That's, That's what we the doing. three goals. You making me sad, so now you making me sick to it, and I gotta do it. Exactly. Exactly. And you're gonna do even more than what you think, you know, because yes. you're out there and more blessings, more doors, and more opportunities. Are yes. Come. Yes. Word I'm accepting I mean? all of that. All of like that. dollar bills falling all over my hey, body. I'm accepting. Hey, accepting. <laughs> and then you have a poem to share with us today. Um, I do. So, for the people who didn't know that before <laughs> I became a vegan trap rose artist formerly known as Sunny the Poet. And I used to write a lot of poems. So, I'm going to share with you guys um, the last thing that I wrote, which according to Apple Notes is November 20th, uh, 2019. Days after my father died, I gave birth to a new concept. I will never refer to him in the past. Will never make mention he is deceased unless anyone asks directly. Something about the verb to be changes in the past. She picks up extra letters to show how much she's forgotten you. Was and were peel away at the grandeur of a person. Make the listener disregard the boldness of their nature. And I will not speak of my father like the civil rights movements. Like this almost intangible thing. It takes a few years for people to get fuzzy on the details. Less than a generation for us to question our history. So I speak of him in the meantime. A tense I like to call Stevie Wonder as. Because simple past and simple present cannot account for the meantime. They lazily dictate you either exist or you do not. There is no in between. But in the meantime which speaks up for the gray areas, the past ripened over a score will canonize you into sainthood or sculpt you villain, melt away the grit of your humanity. And my father, much like everyone who exists, is neither all one nor the other, but rather a symphony of summation than both in unequal parts. The past tense plays with your mind and mood. She makes you turpentine an individual into saint or sinner based on the day, time, and who you are telling the story to. But in the meantime, he is open-ended. I like that so much. Yes, I do not I do not write often anymore, but that came to me one morning. I got up to pee, and something just said, if you don't write this, you're going to lose this. Uh, so I got out my phone, and I laid in the bed, and I wrote it because I thought about, like, um... I was talking about the civil rights movement. I thought about like Martin Luther King, you know, for example. So we have him canonized and he's this big person in the black community. But to his kids, he's just dad. And to Coretta, he, that's just his husband. And I'm sure he, you know, probably spanked his kids sometimes when he shouldn't have. And he might have missed date night with Coretta. He was just a regular person. But because you're in the past, you have to be all of these things that make you saint or you think about Hitler the same way you have to be all of these things that make you villain you don't get to be all of this complex texture of the whole human experience because you're either using because you are just using the past tense so it's this person is whoever and whatever they were in that instance whenever you're telling the story to whoever you're telling it to you know um but my dad wasn't that he was saint and sinner you know yeah Hold on, I'm just like holding it on the poem, you know, in the meantime. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about a poem that I read this semester. So, yes, the present is definitely important. <clears throat> and like, I think we do do this, but we always stick in the past or we're thinking too much about the future. But it's like there's a lot that happens in this now moment. Mm -hmm. And remembering and also that balance, you know, we're not perfect. No one mm -hmm. is, you know, but we embrace 
ourselves or the people who we're around and we love when we can and mm-hmm. we do what we can yeah, yeah thank you i appreciate that, that was you nice. welcome i was like i was not <laughs> i didn't know what i was getting myself yeah i don't like, know Woo! y'all don't know i was forced <laughs> She got a gun to my head right now, y'all, because I don't be sharing my poetry I'm with glad anybody. You did. I'm glad you did. Tell the people where they can connect with you, try your food, catch up in the cities. What's up? Yes, holla at me on the internet. So you can find me on the grams, and that is at Sunny Speaks, S-U-N-N-I-S-P-E-A-K-S. No underscore, no apostrophe, no nothing. Um, Facebook, the same thing. S-U-N-N-I is the first name. S-P-E-A-K-S is the second name. Um, mommy, we working on the website, you know what I'm saying? Um, I am usually, I live in Atlanta, so you know what I'm saying? You can hit me up any day of the week. I probably have a plate for you. Um, I'm going I'm to de- eat my plate now. Yes, you're mm-hmm. about to eat some vegan veal parmesan. Okay. Yes. That's how you supposed to get? Yes. Okay. You do not have to go 100% vegan. You can do one meal a day. You can do one day out of the week, like a meatless Monday. Yeah. You know, even if it's just your smoothie in the morning, it makes a difference to your health. It makes a difference to the animals. It makes a difference to the planet. Just, as I always tell people, just do the best that you can do. You know what I mean? I'll try to do that. This That's my goal. At least one meal a week. A month. <laughs> no, no, I can do I can do it. We used to do it, like, once every three months. What? We gonna we we get it together. We gonna get... Yes, we will. We all doing better, living better, eating better, mm-hmm. looking better, and living better. Yes. All 2020. All 2020. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You know, all the good things to come. Um, this is E Says Way. Y'all be blessed. <laughs>